you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. In the darkest days of World War II, when the shadows of tyranny loomed large over Europe, a valiant group of men and women took to the skies, determined to defend their homeland and the principles they held dear. As Nazi Germany sought to extend its grip on the continent, Britain's fate hung in the balance, and with it, the future of freedom itself. It was a time of unprecedented peril, a crucible in which heroes were forged and legends born, when pilots, commanders, and ordinary citizens faced down the seemingly unstoppable war machine of Adolf Hitler and changed the course of history. From the smoke-filled halls of Westminster, where Prime Minister Winston Churchill rallied a beleaguered nation, to the windswept airfields where brave pilots prepared for battle, we will journey through a pivotal moment in world history. The Battle of Britain was not just a military conflict, it was a struggle for the very soul of humanity. Through gripping accounts of aerial duels, daring acts of courage, and the indomitable spirit of those who risked everything for their country, we will explore the myriad factors that shaped the battle and the lives of the extraordinary individuals who fought it. Our story will delve into the heart of the Royal Air Force, revealing the inner workings of this elite force as it faced its greatest test. We will meet the commanders who masterminded Britain's air defense strategy the engineers who kept the planes in the sky, and the women who defied convention to serve their nation. Alongside them, we will encounter the foreign pilots who joined the RAF, standing shoulder to shoulder with their British comrades in the fight for freedom. And we will bear witness to the terrible price that was paid in pursuit of victory, as the skies over Britain became a crucible of fire and fury. I am your host, Steve Matthews. Join us as we explore the stories of heroes and uncover the enduring legacy of the few who stood firm against the darkness and lit a beacon of hope in humanity's darkest hour. So, let us take to the skies and begin our journey into a world of bravery, sacrifice, and triumph, where the echoes of history still resonate, and the wings of valor soar high above the clouds. In 1940, the once peaceful continent of Europe found itself in the iron grip of Adolf Hitler's Nazi Germany. The storm clouds of war had gathered, and a pall of fear and despair hung heavy over the beleaguered nations that had fallen to the relentless advance of the German war machine. The year had begun with the stunning speed and brutality of the German Blitzkrieg as it tore through Poland, Denmark, Norway, and the Low Countries. By June, France the last major bastion of resistance on the continent, had fallen, leaving Britain to stand alone against the seemingly invincible Third Reich. The situation in Europe was nothing short of catastrophic. Across the continent, millions of people were suffering under the harsh realities of occupation, as the shadow of the swastika loomed large over their daily lives. 
political freedom and human rights had been crushed beneath the jackboot of totalitarianism, with dissenters silenced and entire populations subjugated to the whims of their conquerors. The very foundations of Western civilization seemed to be crumbling under the weight of Nazi tyranny. As the Nazi war machine rumbled onward, Britain braced itself for the seemingly inevitable invasion. Prime Minister Winston Churchill, recently appointed to lead his nation through these darkest of days, was under no illusions about the gravity of the situation. In a series of stirring speeches, he rallied the British people, declaring that they would fight on the beaches, the landing grounds, the fields, and the streets, vowing that Britain would never surrender. Yet, behind the bravado and determination, there was a keen awareness of the dire odds the nation faced. Standing between Britain and the full might of the German military was the English Channel, a narrow stretch of water that now served as the front line in a battle for the very survival of democracy. The Royal Air Force, known as the RAF, and the Royal Navy were all that stood between the British people and the horrors of invasion. As the summer of 1940 approached, the fate of Europe hung in the balance, and the stage was set for an epic confrontation that would determine the course of history. This was the precarious situation in Europe in 1940, a continent on the brink of total domination by the forces of darkness, and a defiant island nation standing alone as the last hope for freedom. The Battle of Britain was about to begin, and with it, a struggle that would test the mettle of every man, woman, and child who refused to bow to tyranny. Before the outbreak of World War II, the British government, under the leadership of Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, had pursued a policy of appeasement in an attempt to maintain peace and avoid another devastating conflict like the First World War. Chamberlain and his administration believed that by making concessions to Hitler's demands and avoiding direct confrontation, they could prevent the escalating tensions in Europe from spiraling into full-scale war. This policy of appeasement reached its zenith in September 1938, when Chamberlain, along with French Prime Minister Édouard Daladier, met with Hitler and Mussolini in Munich. There, they agreed to the Munich Pact, which allowed Nazi Germany to annex the Sudetenland, a German-speaking region of Czechoslovakia. Chamberlain famously returned to Britain, waiving the signed agreement and declaring peace for our time. However, this peace would prove to be short-lived. Despite the Munich Pact, Hitler's territorial ambitions continued to grow. In March 1939, he violated the terms of the agreement by invading the rest of Czechoslovakia. Alarmed by this development, the British government began to realize that appeasement was a failing strategy. As Nazi Germany forged alliances with Italy and Japan, forming the Axis powers, Britain sought to strengthen its own alliances, most notably with France and Poland. In September 1939, Hitler's invasion of Poland became the catalyst for the outbreak of World War II, and Britain and France declared war on Germany. Chamberlain's government, now facing a war it had desperately tried to avoid, shifted its focus to building up its military capabilities and preparing the nation for the struggle ahead. The British government's desperate attempts to maintain peace had ultimately failed, as the policy of appeasement only served to embolden Hitler, allowing him to strengthen his military and expand his empire unchallenged. 
By the time Britain realized the true extent of the threat posed by Nazi Germany, the stage was already set for the epic confrontation that would come to be known as the Battle of Britain. In the midst of the unfolding crisis in Europe, one figure rose to prominence, embodying the spirit of defiance and determination that would come to define Britain's resistance against Hitler's advances, Winston Churchill. A seasoned statesman and veteran of the First World War, Churchill had long been a vocal critic of appeasement and warned of the dangers posed by Nazi Germany. His appointment as Prime Minister on May 10, 1940, marked a turning point in British policy, as the nation braced itself to confront the seemingly unstoppable German war machine. Winston Churchill was a man of immense charisma and indomitable will, and his unwavering determination to resist Hitler's advances galvanized the British people in their darkest hour. His rousing speeches, delivered with his trademark gravitas and eloquence, inspired a nation facing seemingly insurmountable odds. From his iconic declaration that Britain would never surrender to his stirring call for the British people to fight on the beaches, on the landing grounds, in the fields and in the streets, Churchill's words provided a rallying cry for a nation at war. As Prime Minister, Churchill oversaw Britain's war effort with an iron resolve, demonstrating a keen understanding of strategy and an unyielding commitment to the cause of freedom. He worked tirelessly to forge alliances with other nations, most notably the United States and the Soviet Union, recognizing that a united front was essential to defeating the Axis powers. Despite facing numerous setbacks and seemingly insurmountable odds, Churchill's steadfast belief in the ultimate victory of good over evil never wavered. He was a constant presence at the forefront of the nation's struggle, visiting bombed cities, conferring with military commanders, and lifting the spirits of the British people through his powerful words and unshakable faith in their ability to endure and ultimately triumph. Throughout the Battle of Britain and the entirety of World War II, Winston Churchill stood as a beacon of hope and determination in the face of adversity. His unwavering commitment to resisting Hitler's advances and his inspiring leadership played a pivotal role in rallying the British people to defend their homeland, preserve their freedom, and ultimately help turn the tide of the war. In the spring of 1940, the dark clouds of war closed in on Western Europe as Hitler's forces set their sights on France. After swiftly conquering the Low Countries, the German army launched its invasion of France on May 10, the same day Winston Churchill became Prime Minister of Britain. With astonishing speed, the German Blitzkrieg, or Lightning War, overwhelmed French and British defenses, exploiting weaknesses in the Allies' strategy and bypassing the heavily fortified Maginot Line. The situation deteriorated rapidly for the Allies. The once-proud French army, still reeling from the scars of the First World War, found itself outmatched and outmaneuvered by the German forces. Within weeks, the French government faced collapse, and the British Expeditionary Force, BEF, along with French and Belgian troops, were in full retreat, cornered in the small coastal town of Dunkirk. The fall of France was a devastating blow to the Allied cause, and the fate of more than 330,000 soldiers trapped on the beaches of Dunkirk hung in the balance. The British government and military faced an agonizing decision, attempt a daring evacuation across the treacherous waters of the English Channel, 
or abandoned the trapped soldiers to certain capture or death at the hands of the advancing German forces. In an extraordinary display of determination and ingenuity, the British launched Operation Dynamo, a desperate rescue mission to evacuate the stranded soldiers from the beaches of Dunkirk. Between May 26 and June 4, 1940, an unlikely armada of over 800 vessels, ranging from naval warships to civilian fishing boats and pleasure crafts, braved enemy fire, aerial bombardment, and treacherous waters to ferry the trapped troops back to the safety of British shores. The Dunkirk evacuation, often referred to as the Miracle of Dunkirk, was a harrowing and chaotic scene. Soldiers waded into the frigid waters, clutching onto their weapons and belongings, as they desperately sought a place on the overcrowded boats. The constant drone of German aircraft filled the air, their bombs and bullets tearing through the water and the vessels below. Amidst the carnage, acts of heroism abounded as both military personnel and civilians risked their lives to save their fellow countrymen. Against all odds, the evacuation was a remarkable success, with more than 330,000 soldiers rescued from the beaches of Dunkirk. While the fall of France marked a dark chapter in the history of the war, the incredible story of the Dunkirk evacuation served as a testament to the resilience and bravery of the British people. It was a turning point that galvanized the nation and set the stage for the epic struggle that would come to be known as the Battle of Britain. As the Battle of Britain loomed, the pilots and commanders of both the Royal Air Force and the German Luftwaffe prepared to face each other in the skies above the English Channel. These men would come to symbolize the ferocity and determination of their respective nations as they fought for control of the skies in a clash that would decide the fate of Europe. On the British side, the key figures of the RAF included Air Chief Marshal Sir Hugh Dowding, the Commander-in-Chief of Fighter Command, and his deputy, Air Vice Marshal Keith Park. Dowding was a visionary leader who had played a critical role in the development of the RAF's air defense strategy, including the groundbreaking use of radar technology. Park, a highly experienced pilot himself, was responsible for directing the fighter squadrons during the battle, earning a reputation as a decisive and tenacious commander. Among the RAF pilots, there were many who would become legendary for their exploits in the Battle of Britain. These included figures such as Douglas Bader, a double amputee who overcame incredible adversity to become one of Britain's top fighter aces, and James Ginger Lacey, a highly skilled and aggressive pilot who would score numerous victories during the battle. Alongside these British pilots stood a diverse group of foreign volunteers, including Czech, Polish, and other Allied pilots, who joined the RAF to fight for a common cause. On the German side, the Luftwaffe was led by Reichsmarschall Hermann Göring, a close ally of Adolf Hitler and the man responsible for building Germany's formidable air force. Göring was an ambitious and ruthless commander, determined to crush the RAF and pave the way for a German invasion of Britain. Under his command were several highly skilled and experienced pilots, such as Adolf Galland, a top German ace who would go on to achieve more than 100 aerial victories, and Werner Mulders, another accomplished fighter pilot and a leading tactician within the Luftwaffe. These pilots and commanders of both the RAF and the Luftwaffe were the key historical figures of the Battle of Britain, 
and their actions and decisions would have far-reaching consequences for the outcome of the conflict. As they prepared to face each other in the skies above Britain, these men knew that they were not just fighting for their own lives, but for the future of their nations and the world. In the months to come, their courage, skill, and determination would be tested to the limit, as they engaged in a deadly duel that would forever be remembered as the Battle of Britain. As the Battle of Britain approached, the two sides, the RAF and the Luftwaffe, prepared for the upcoming conflict with vastly different resources and manpower at their disposal. This disparity would play a significant role in shaping the strategies, tactics, and challenges faced by both sides during the battle. The Luftwaffe, having emerged victorious in its recent campaigns in Poland, France, and the Low Countries, was a formidable force in 1940. With over 2,600 operational aircraft at the start of the battle, including advanced Messerschmitt Bf 109 fighters and Heinkel He 111 bombers, the Luftwaffe held a numerical advantage over the RAF. The German Air Force also boasted experienced pilots many of whom had honed their skills in the Spanish Civil War and the early stages of World War II. The Luftwaffe had the full support of the German military-industrial complex, which enabled it to maintain a steady supply of replacement aircraft and spare parts. The RAF, on the other hand, faced significant challenges in terms of resources and manpower. At the outset of the battle, the RAF had approximately 640 operational aircraft, including the iconic Supermarine Spitfire and the Workhorse Hawker Hurricane fighters. Although these aircraft were technologically advanced and well-suited for air-to-air -air combat, they were vastly outnumbered by the German forces. The RAF also faced a critical shortage of experienced pilots. Many had been lost during the evacuation at Dunkirk, and the rapid pace of the battle put immense strain on the training and replacement of new pilots. In addition to the disparity in aircraft and pilots, the RAF's infrastructure was under immense pressure. Airfields, radar stations, and supply depots were vulnerable to attack, and keeping these facilities operational was a constant challenge. However, the RAF did have some advantages, such as the home field advantage which allowed them to operate from well-established airfields with shorter supply lines, and the groundbreaking radar technology, which played a crucial role in detecting incoming German attacks. Despite the differences in resources and manpower, the RAF managed to hold its own against the numerically superior Luftwaffe. The determination and courage of the RAF pilots, combined with strategic decisions made by commanders like Hugh Dowding and Keith Park, helped to level the playing field. Furthermore, the inability of the Luftwaffe to maintain a consistent strategy and focus on specific targets proved to be a critical factor in the outcome of the battle. The Battle of Britain was ultimately a contest of not just machines and numbers, but of willpower, resilience, and resourcefulness. Despite being outmatched in terms of resources and manpower, the RAF's tenacious defense of their homeland would ultimately prove to be a decisive factor in the outcome of the conflict. The daily lives of the Royal Air Force pilots during the Battle of Britain were a testament to their fierce determination and unyielding commitment to protect their homeland. Amidst the chaos and carnage of war, these young men, often in their late teens or early twenties, 
faced immense physical and emotional strain as they fought to defend Britain from the relentless onslaught of the Luftwaffe. Life for an RAF pilot during the Battle of Britain was a grueling cycle of action, exhaustion, and anticipation. Their days began with an early morning wake-up call, often followed by a hurried breakfast in the mess hall. They would then attend a briefing, where they would receive information on weather conditions, intelligence on enemy movements, and details of their mission for the day. Once in the air, the pilots faced a deadly duel against their German counterparts, engaging in high-speed dogfights and attempting to intercept enemy bombers before they could reach their targets. Throughout the Battle of Britain, the RAF pilots faced seemingly insurmountable odds and endured unimaginable hardships. Yet, it was their fierce determination, unwavering courage, and steadfast commitment to protecting their homeland that enabled them to withstand the might of the Germans. Their sacrifices and heroism would ultimately play a pivotal role in turning the tide of the war, securing a future of freedom for the people of Britain and the world. The Battle of Britain saw the participation of numerous foreign pilots who, driven by their commitment to the fight against tyranny, joined the ranks of the RAF to defend Britain from the Luftwaffe. These pilots, hailing from various countries, including Poland, Czechoslovakia, Belgium, France, and others, brought valuable experience, skill, and determination to the battle, making significant contributions to the overall success of the RAF. One of the most noteworthy groups of foreign pilots was the Polish airmen who had escaped the Nazi occupation of their homeland. Among them were the members of the legendary NO. 303 Polish Fighter Squadron, which became one of the most successful squadrons during the Battle of Britain. Despite initial language barriers and differences in tactics, the Polish pilots quickly adapted to the RAF's operational procedures and demonstrated exceptional skill and bravery in combat. Their aggressive tactics and relentless pursuit of the enemy earned them the respect and admiration of their British comrades. Czechoslovak pilots, having escaped their country after the German invasion, also made significant contributions to the RAF's efforts. Pilots such as Joseph Frandisek, who served with the NO. 303 Polish Fighter Squadron, and Karel Kuttelwasher, who later became a renowned night fighter ace, demonstrated extraordinary courage and skill during the battle. Their dedication to the cause of freedom and justice was unwavering, and their contributions to the RAF's defense of Britain were invaluable. In addition to the Polish and Czechoslovak pilots, the RAF also welcomed pilots from Belgium, France, Norway, and other countries under Axis occupation. These foreign volunteers brought with them diverse experiences and skills, enriching the capabilities of the RAF and strengthening the bond between the Allied nations. Their presence in the RAF was a powerful symbol of international unity against the threat of Nazi aggression. The contributions of these foreign pilots to the RAF during the Battle of Britain played a vital role in bolstering the defense of the British Isles. Their unwavering commitment to the fight against tyranny, their exceptional skill in the air, and their willingness to make the ultimate sacrifice for a country not their own were instrumental in the ultimate success of the RAF. The story of these foreign pilots serves as a poignant reminder of the power of unity and cooperation in the face of adversity, 
and their heroism will forever be remembered as a shining example of the indomitable spirit of the Allied cause. As the Battle of Britain commenced in the summer of 1940, the Luftwaffe, under the command of Reichsmarschall Hermann Göring, initiated its air campaign with the strategic objective of achieving air superiority over Britain. The first phase of the campaign saw the German forces primarily targeting British ports, shipping, and coastal airfields in an effort to weaken the RAF and disrupt Britain's vital supply lines. The opening salvos of the Luftwaffe's air campaign began in early July 1940 with a series of sporadic attacks on coastal targets and shipping convoys in the English Channel. These attacks were designed to test the RAF's defenses, gauge their reaction times, and gather valuable intelligence on British radar capabilities. As the attacks intensified, the Luftwaffe increasingly focused on sinking merchant vessels, aiming to disrupt Britain's ability to import essential resources and raw materials needed to sustain its war effort. In addition to targeting shipping, the Luftwaffe also launched raids against British ports and harbours, such as Plymouth, Southampton, and Portsmouth. These attacks sought to inflict damage on vital infrastructure, including docks, warehouses, and oil storage facilities, further straining Britain's already stretched supply lines. The ports were also critical for maintaining the flow of troops and equipment between Britain and the rest of the world making them high-priority targets for the German forces. Simultaneously, the Luftwaffe sought to weaken the RAF's frontline defenses by attacking coastal airfields, such as those in Kent and Sussex. By destroying or disabling these airfields, the Germans aimed to prevent the RAF from launching fighters to intercept incoming Luftwaffe bombers, thus reducing the risk to their own forces. The airfields were subjected to relentless bombardment, with aircraft hangars, control towers, and runways suffering significant damage. The RAF personnel, including ground crews, faced immense challenges in keeping their facilities operational and aircraft ready for action. Despite the intensity of the Luftwaffe's air campaign during this early phase, the RAF displayed remarkable resilience and adaptability. The use of the groundbreaking radar technology enabled the RAF to detect incoming German attacks and scramble fighters to meet them, often at the last minute. Additionally, British pilots, although outnumbered, fought tenaciously to defend their homeland, engaging in fierce aerial combat with the enemy forces. The Luftwaffe's initial focus on British ports, shipping, and coastal airfields was a strategic attempt to weaken Britain's defenses and disrupt its supply lines. However, the steadfast determination of the RAF and the British people to defend their homeland would ensure that the battle was far from over, with the conflict soon escalating into a fierce struggle for control of the skies above Britain. The skies above Britain during the Battle of Britain were the stage for some of the most intense and adrenaline-pumping aerial combat in history as the Royal Air Force and the German Luftwaffe engaged in deadly dogfights for control of the air. These high-speed, high-stakes encounters tested the skills, courage, and determination of the pilots on both sides, as they fought for their lives and the fate of their respective nations. As the piercing wail of air raid sirens filled the air, RAF pilots would scramble to their aircraft, knowing that every second counted. Once airborne, 
they would race towards the approaching enemy formations, guided by ground-based radar and spotters. As the two opposing forces closed in on each other, the skies became a chaotic whirlwind of aircraft, with the roar of engines, the rattle of machine gun fire, and the gut-wrenching scream of diving planes filling the air. Dogfights were fast-paced and brutal, with pilots employing a combination of skill, cunning, and instinct to outmaneuver and outfight their adversaries. The slightest error or momentary lapse in concentration could prove fatal. RAF pilots in their nimble spitfires and hurricanes would weave, climb, and dive in a high-speed ballet of death, striving to get on the tail of their German counterparts in their Messerschmitt Bf 109s and 110s. The German pilots, equally skilled and determined, would employ their own tactics to shake off their pursuers or gain the upper hand in the fight. Both sides would push their aircraft to the absolute limits, risking deadly stalls or structural failure in their pursuit of victory. The thundering sound of machine gun and cannon fire punctuated the chaos as pilots fired short, controlled bursts in an attempt to bring down their foes. In these adrenaline-pumping dogfights, the sky was often filled with plumes of smoke and the flash of exploding aircraft, as both sides claimed their share of victories and suffered their share of losses. As planes spiraled towards the ground in flames, the pilots who managed to bail out in time would deploy their parachutes, floating helplessly towards the earth, hoping to survive the ordeal and fight another day. Amidst the chaos and carnage of the dogfights, the pilots of the RAF and the Luftwaffe demonstrated extraordinary courage and skill, pushing themselves and their machines to the edge of their capabilities. The outcome of these aerial duels would determine not only the fate of the pilots involved, but also the course of the entire Battle of Britain, and ultimately, the fate of Europe. The relentless determination of the RAF pilots, combined with their unwavering commitment to defend their homeland, would play a pivotal role in shaping the outcome of this monumental struggle. Radar technology played a pivotal role in the early stages of the Battle of Britain, providing the RAF with a critical advantage in detecting and countering the Luftwaffe's air raids. The British radar system, known as Chain Home, was a groundbreaking innovation that revolutionized aerial warfare and significantly contributed to the RAF's ability to defend the British Isles. Chain Home was a network of radar stations strategically positioned along the British coastline. The radar system also played a crucial role in thwarting the Luftwaffe's attempts at surprise attacks. As the battle progressed, the Germans sought to launch raids from various directions, often at low altitude, in an effort to evade the radar network. However, the flexibility and accuracy of the British radar system made it difficult for the Luftwaffe to achieve complete surprise, thus diminishing the effectiveness of their attacks. The importance of the radar technology was not lost on the German high command, and during the battle, they made attempts to target the radar stations to disrupt the RAF's early warning capabilities. However, the resilience of the British radar infrastructure combined with the rapid repair efforts by the ground crews, ensured that the radar network remained operational throughout the course of the battle. The role of radar technology in the early stages of the Battle of Britain cannot be overstated. It provided the RAF with a crucial advantage that enabled them to effectively counter the Luftwaffe's air raids, despite being numerically inferior.
the chain home radar system was an instrumental factor in the ultimate success of the RAF, and its impact on the course of the battle serves as a testament to the power of technological innovation in the face of overwhelming odds. Sir Hugh Dowding was a key historical figure during the Battle of Britain, as the architect of Britain's air defense strategy and the leader of the Royal Air Force Fighter Command. His innovative approach to organizing and deploying Britain's fighter forces, combined with his unwavering commitment to the defense of the British Isles, played a significant role in the ultimate success of the RAF against the Luftwaffe. Born in 1882, Dowding joined the British Army in 1900, later transferring to the newly formed Royal Flying Corps in 1913. A highly intelligent and forward-thinking officer, Dowding quickly gained a reputation for his strong grasp of the technical aspects of aviation and his ability to identify and develop emerging technologies. His military career progressed steadily, culminating in his appointment as the Air Officer Commanding-in-Chief of the RAF's Fighter Command in 1936. As the head of Fighter Command, Dowding was instrumental in shaping Britain's air defense strategy in the years leading up to the Battle of Britain. He recognized the importance of maintaining a strong fighter force and championed the development of advanced aircraft, such as the Spitfire and Hurricane. Dowding also understood the value of radar technology and pushed for the creation of the Chain Home Radar Network, which would prove to be a critical advantage during the battle. One of Dowding's most significant contributions to Britain's air defense was the development of the Dowding System. This innovative command and control structure integrated radar, ground observers, and fighter aircraft into a cohesive and efficient air defense network. The Dowding system allowed the RAF to rapidly respond to incoming enemy attacks and deploy their fighters with maximum effectiveness, ensuring that they were not overwhelmed by the numerically superior Luftwaffe. During the Battle of Britain, Dowding faced considerable challenges including managing limited resources, addressing the demands of his political and military superiors, and maintaining the morale of his pilots and ground crews. Despite these difficulties, Dowding's steadfast leadership, strategic acumen, and unwavering belief in the capabilities of his fighter force were critical in the RAF's ability to withstand the onslaught of the German air campaign. Sir Hugh Dowding's role as the architect of Britain's air defense strategy and his leadership of the RAF Fighter Command during the Battle of Britain were instrumental in the ultimate success of the British forces. His innovative approach to organizing and deploying fighter aircraft, combined with his foresight in embracing emerging technologies, played a significant role in shaping the outcome of the battle and ensuring the defense of the British Isles. Dowding's legacy as a visionary military leader endures, and his contributions to the history of aerial warfare will forever be remembered. Eagle Day, known as Adler Tag in German, marked the beginning of the Luftwaffe's all-out assault on Britain, an attempt to achieve air superiority and pave the way for a possible invasion. It took place on August 13, 1940, and signaled a significant escalation in the intensity of the Battle of Britain with the German forces launching a series of large-scale, coordinated air raids against RAF airfields and infrastructure. The Luftwaffe had meticulously planned Eagle Day, intending it to be a decisive blow that would cripple the RAF's ability to defend the British Isles. 
Under the command of Reichsmarschall Hermann Göring, the German forces assembled a formidable armada of over 1,500 aircraft, consisting of bombers, fighters, and reconnaissance planes. Their primary targets were RAF airfields, radar stations, and communication centers, with the aim of disrupting the RAF's command structure and significantly depleting their fighter strength. As dawn broke on Eagle Day, the first waves of German bombers took to the skies, escorted by swarms of Messerschmitt Bf 109 and Bf 110 fighters. The Luftwaffe's attacks were carefully synchronized, with multiple waves of aircraft striking targets across southern England throughout the day. The scale and ferocity of the assault were unprecedented, and the RAF faced an enormous challenge in defending against this massive onslaught. Despite the intensity of the German attacks, the RAF was not caught off guard. The British radar network had detected the incoming Luftwaffe formations, allowing the RAF to scramble their fighter squadrons in time to intercept the enemy aircraft. Throughout the day, fierce dogfights raged in the skies above Britain, with the outnumbered RAF pilots putting up a tenacious defense against the German forces. Although the Luftwaffe inflicted significant damage on several RAF airfields and radar stations, the overall impact of Eagle Day was not as decisive as the Germans had hoped. The RAF's rapid response, bolstered by their radar system, combined with the resilience of the British ground crews, ensured that many of the targeted airfields and radar stations remained operational. Moreover, the RAF's fighter strength was not severely diminished as the Luftwaffe had failed to destroy a significant number of aircraft on the ground. The events of Eagle Day marked the beginning of a new phase in the Battle of Britain, with the Luftwaffe escalating its efforts to gain air superiority over the RAF. However, the failure to achieve a decisive victory on this first day of the all-out assault underscored the challenges that lay ahead for the German forces. The steadfast determination of the RAF and the British people, along with their innovative use of technology and tactics, would continue to play a crucial role in shaping the outcome of the battle. The air battles during the Battle of Britain were characterized by their ferocity and intensity, as the RAF and the German Luftwaffe engaged in relentless, high-stakes aerial combat for control of the skies. The challenges faced by both sides were immense with each force striving to overcome their adversaries, limited resources, and the physical and psychological strains of the conflict. For the RAF, the primary challenge was the numerical superiority of the Luftwaffe, which fielded a larger and more experienced force. The British pilots were often called upon to fly multiple sorties per day, with little time for rest or recovery. This placed tremendous strain on the pilots, as they pushed themselves to the limit, both physically and mentally, to defend their homeland. The relentless pace of the battle also led to significant wear and tear on the RAF's aircraft, putting additional pressure on the ground crews to repair and maintain the planes under intense time constraints. The RAF faced other challenges as well, such as the limitations of their early warning radar system. While the radar network provided invaluable information on incoming enemy attacks, it could not always provide precise details on the size and composition of the Luftwaffe formations. This made it difficult for the RAF to allocate their limited fighter resources efficiently, 
often forcing them to scramble additional aircraft at the last minute. On the other side, the Luftwaffe faced its own set of challenges during the Battle of Britain. One of the most significant was the increasing difficulty of maintaining their logistical supply lines, as the distance between the German airbases and the British targets grew. This meant that the German pilots had limited fuel supplies when engaging in combat over Britain, reducing their time in the air and their ability to support their bomber formations effectively. Another challenge faced by the Luftwaffe was the resilient and resourceful defense put up by the RAF. The British pilots, despite being outnumbered, fought tenaciously and with great skill, making it difficult for the Germans to achieve their strategic objectives. The RAF's use of the groundbreak, the relentless attacks during the Battle of Britain took a heavy toll on both the pilots and their aircraft, as the intense aerial combat and the constant pressure of the battle strained their physical and psychological resilience. For the pilots, the experience was a grueling test of their courage, skill, and endurance, while their aircraft were pushed to the limits of their performance and durability. The pilots on both sides faced a punishing schedule of multiple sorties per day, with little time to rest or recover between missions. The adrenaline-fueled intensity of the dogfights, the ever-present threat of death, and the enormous responsibility to protect their homeland or achieve air superiority weighed heavily on their minds. Exhaustion, anxiety, and fear became constant companions and the pilots were forced to summon every ounce of their strength and determination to continue fighting. The physical strain on the pilots was immense, as they endured the punishing forces of high-speed maneuvers, the bone-jarring impact of gunfire, and the disorienting experience of sudden dives and climbs. In the heat of battle, their bodies were subjected to extreme G-forces, causing them to experience difficulty in breathing and blurred vision as well as the risk of losing consciousness. Despite these challenges, the pilots continued to push themselves, drawing upon their training and instincts to stay alive and protect their comrades. The relentless attacks also took a toll on the aircraft, as the Spitfires, Hurricanes, BF-109s, and other planes were pushed to the very edge of their performance envelopes. The strain of high-speed combat and the damage inflicted by enemy gunfire led to frequent mechanical failures, putting additional pressure on the ground crews to repair and maintain the planes. The constant need for spare parts and skilled mechanics stretched the resources of both the RAF and the Luftwaffe to their limits. As the battle raged on, the losses mounted on both sides, with pilots and aircraft falling from the sky at an alarming rate. The emotional impact of losing friends and comrades in combat was devastating, and the pilots were forced to confront their own mortality on a daily basis. The strain of the relentless attacks often led to post-traumatic stress and other psychological issues, as the pilots struggled to cope with the horrors of war. In the face of these immense challenges, the pilots and ground crews of the RAF and the Luftwaffe displayed extraordinary courage dedication, and resilience. Their sacrifices, both physical and emotional, were a testament to the human spirit and its capacity to endure even the most extreme hardships. The toll taken by the relentless attacks during the Battle of Britain serves as a stark reminder of the true cost of war and the extraordinary sacrifices made by those who fight to defend their nations and their ideals.
the ground crews working for the Royal Air Force during the Battle of Britain played an indispensable role in maintaining the fighter aircraft, ensuring that the pilots had the best possible chance to defend their homeland against the Luftwaffe. The bravery, dedication, and tireless efforts of these men and women were crucial to the RAF's success and deserve recognition as a vital component of Britain's air defense. Working in extremely challenging conditions, the ground crews were responsible for repairing battle-damaged aircraft, refueling planes between sorties, replacing ammunition, and conducting essential maintenance. Their work was carried out under immense time pressure as they raced against the clock to keep the RAF's planes operational and ready for action. This often meant working in all weather conditions, day and night, with little rest or respite from the intense pace of the battle. The bravery of the ground crews cannot be understated, as they frequently faced the danger of enemy attacks on the airfields where they worked. The Luftwaffe targeted these airfields in an attempt to cripple the RAF's infrastructure and the ground crews were often at risk from bombing raids, strafing runs, and enemy fire. Despite these hazards, they remained focused on their duties, displaying a steadfast commitment to their task and an unwavering determination to support the pilots. In many instances, the ground crew's resourcefulness and ingenuity were crucial in keeping the RAF's planes operational. They often had to improvise repairs using limited resources, salvaging parts from damaged aircraft or devising makeshift solutions to keep the planes in the air. Their ability to think creatively and work quickly under pressure was a testament to their skill and dedication to the cause. The ground crews also played a vital role in maintaining the morale of the pilots, providing them with a sense of camaraderie and support that helped them face the immense challenges of aerial combat. The bond between the pilots and ground crews was strong, forged in the crucible of the Battle of Britain, and their shared experiences of danger, loss, and triumph created lasting friendships and a deep mutual respect. The bravery, dedication, and tireless efforts of the ground crews during the Battle of Britain were essential to the RAF's ability to withstand the relentless attacks of the Luftwaffe. Without their courage and commitment, the pilots would have been unable to take to the skies and defend their homeland. The ground crew's contributions to the battle were a vital component of Britain's air defense and serve as a powerful reminder of the importance of teamwork, resourcefulness, and the human spirit in the face of adversity. A critical moment in the Battle of Britain occurred when the Luftwaffe shifted its focus from targeting RAF airfields to bombing British cities. This strategic change was largely prompted by a combination of frustration at their inability to gain air superiority and a desire for retaliation following an RAF bombing raid on Berlin. On the night of August 25, 1940, the RAF carried out a daring bombing raid on Berlin, causing damage to the city and deeply embarrassing Adolf Hitler. Infuriated by this attack, Hitler ordered the Luftwaffe to change its strategy and target British cities including London, in a campaign of mass bombing known as the Blitz. This decision marked a turning point in the Battle of Britain, as it inadvertently provided the RAF with a much-needed respite and an opportunity to rebuild its strength. The Luftwaffe's new strategy involved launching large-scale bombing raids against major cities, such as London, Coventry, and Liverpool, 
with the aim of breaking the British people's morale and forcing the government into submission. The night raids began on September 7, 1940, with hundreds of German bombers escorted by fighters dropping their deadly payloads over London. This marked the beginning of a sustained bombing campaign that would continue for months, causing widespread destruction and loss of life. While the shift in focus to British cities led to significant civilian casualties and damage to infrastructure, it also had an unintended consequence for the Luftwaffe. By diverting their resources away from RAF airfields, they allowed the British fighters to regroup, repair, and reinforce their defenses. This proved to be a critical reprieve for the RAF, which had been pushed to the brink of collapse by the relentless German attacks on their airfields. As the bombing raids on cities continued, the RAF was able to rebuild its strength and mount a more effective defense against the Luftwaffe's incursions. The British pilots, now better rested and with more aircraft at their disposal, were able to engage the enemy more effectively and inflict greater losses on the German forces. The tenacity of the British people, who endured the horrors of the Blitz with remarkable resilience, also undermined the Luftwaffe's goal of breaking their morale. The Luftwaffe's decision to shift its focus from RAF airfields to British cities marked a critical turning point in the Battle of Britain. While the destruction and suffering caused by the Blitz were immense, this strategic change ultimately provided the RAF with the opportunity to regroup and rebuild, ultimately contributing to the failure of the German campaign to achieve air superiority over Britain. This miscalculation by the Luftwaffe would play a significant role in shaping the outcome of the Battle of Britain, ultimately leading to their defeat and the abandonment of plans for a German invasion of the British Isles. The Blitz, a devastating bombing campaign carried out by the Germans against British cities, caused unimaginable destruction and suffering. Beginning on September 7, 1940, and lasting until May 1941, the Blitz aimed to break the British people's morale and force the government into submission. As German bombs rained down on cities like London, Coventry, Liverpool, and Birmingham, the true horror and devastation of the campaign became all too apparent. During the Blitz, thousands of tons of explosives and incendiary bombs were dropped on British cities, resulting in widespread destruction of homes, public buildings, and vital infrastructure. London, as the nation's capital and largest city, bore the brunt of the attacks. The city's historic landmarks, such as SD, the human cost of the Blitz was immense, with tens of thousands of civilians killed and countless more injured. The nightly air raids forced people to take shelter in underground stations, basements, and makeshift bunkers, where they huddled together in fear as the bombs fell overhead. The constant threat of death and the disruption of daily life took a heavy psychological toll on the population as they struggled to maintain a sense of normalcy amid the chaos. In addition to the physical destruction and loss of life, the Blitz had a significant impact on Britain's social fabric. The bombing raids led to the displacement of millions of people as families were forced to leave their destroyed homes and seek refuge elsewhere. This mass displacement strained the resources of communities across the country as they struggled to provide for the needs of the evacuees. 
Despite the unimaginable devastation caused by the Blitz, the British people displayed remarkable resilience and determination in the face of adversity. The spirit of the Blitzkrieg, a term coined to describe the unwavering courage and unity of the British people during this dark period, became a powerful symbol of their defiance against the Nazi onslaught. The devastation of the Blitz would leave a lasting impact on the nation, serving as a stark reminder of the horrors of war and the enduring strength of the human spirit. The Luftwaffe's strategic shift to focus on bombing British cities during the Blitz inadvertently provided the RAF with a crucial opportunity to regroup, rebuild its strength, and ultimately mount a more effective defense against the German air campaign. There were several key factors that contributed to the RAF's ability to recover and strengthen during this period. First, relief for airfields and infrastructure. By shifting their focus away from RAF airfields, the Luftwaffe allowed the British to repair and reinforce their damaged airfields and infrastructure. This gave the RAF an opportunity to resume normal operations and ensured that their bases were no longer under constant threat of destruction. Second, the RAF had time for aircraft repairs and production. As the Luftwaffe's attention shifted towards civilian targets, the RAF's ground crews were afforded more time to repair damaged aircraft and return them to service. Additionally, the British aircraft industry was able to ramp up production, providing the RAF with much-needed reinforcements to bolster their numbers. Third, it gave the pilots time to rest and recuperate. The reduced pressure on RAF airfields allowed pilots to rest and recuperate from the intense pace of the battle. Exhausted pilots could now recover and regain their focus, which was essential in maintaining their combat effectiveness. The break also allowed for the training and integration of new pilots to replace those lost in combat, further strengthening the RAF's ranks. Fourth, the RAF were able to improve tactics and coordination. The strategic shift gave the RAF a chance to refine their tactics and improve coordination between fighter command ground-based radar stations, and the Observer Corps. With a more robust early warning system and better communication, the RAF was able to deploy its forces more effectively and efficiently in response to incoming German raids. Lastly, there was a boost in morale. As the British population endured the horrors of the Blitz, their defiance and determination to resist the German onslaught fostered a sense of unity and resolve. This spirit of resilience was mirrored by the RAF pilots and ground crews, who were further motivated by the nation's unwavering support to stand their ground and protect their homeland. The Luftwaffe's strategic shift during the Battle of Britain ultimately proved to be a miscalculation that allowed the RAF to regroup and rebuild its strength. As the RAF's capabilities improved, they were able to mount a more effective defense against the Luftwaffe, inflicting heavy losses on the German forces and gradually eroding their capacity to maintain their air campaign. This critical turning point was instrumental in thwarting the German attempt to achieve air superiority, which would ultimately lead to the cancellation of Operation Sea Lion, the planned invasion of Britain. Intelligence played a pivotal role in the British response to the Luftwaffe's tactics during the Battle of Britain. The British were able to gather and analyze vital information about the German air campaign, allowing them to develop effective countermeasures and strategies to confront the enemy.
several key aspects of intelligence gathering and analysis contributed to the British success in this regard. The decryption of the Enigma Code was of pivotal importance. The British Government Code and Cipher School at Bletchley Park was able to break the German Enigma Code, which was used to encrypt military communications. This breakthrough, led by cryptanalyst Alan Turing and his team, allowed the British to gain insight into the Luftwaffe's plans, strategies, and operational details. The decrypted messages provided invaluable information, enabling the British to anticipate and counter enemy moves more effectively. Photographic reconnaissance was also of paramount importance. Led by the RAF's aerial reconnaissance units, the RAF conducted high-altitude missions to capture detailed photographs of enemy installations, airfields, and industrial sites. These images provided valuable intelligence on the Luftwaffe's capabilities, strengths, and potential targets. The photographic intelligence played a crucial role in identifying weaknesses and planning counterattacks against the German forces. The development of radar technology also provided the British with a significant advantage in the Battle of Britain. The Chain Home Radar Network, a series of early warning radar stations along the British coast, enabled the detection of incoming German aircraft formations. This information was relayed to the Fighter Command, which then coordinated the deployment of RAF fighters to intercept and engage the enemy. Radar technology allowed the RAF to conserve resources and respond more effectively to Luftwaffe attacks. The Observer Corps also provided significant support. This network of civilian volunteers played a vital role in supplementing radar information by visually spotting and reporting enemy aircraft movements. The Observer Corps provided additional data on the altitude, speed, and direction of the enemy formations which was crucial in accurately directing RAF fighters to intercept the Luftwaffe. Lastly, the British also relied on human intelligence, obtained through spies, defectors, and other sources, to gain insight into German strategies, tactics, and intentions. This information helped the British to better understand the enemy's mindset and anticipate their moves. The role of intelligence in the British response to the Luftwaffe's tactics during the Battle of Britain cannot be overstated. By gathering and analyzing critical information about the enemy's plans, capabilities, and intentions, the British were able to devise effective countermeasures and strategies to confront the Luftwaffe. This superior intelligence gathering and analysis played a significant part in ensuring the RAF's ability to defend Britain and ultimately contributed to the German defeat in the Battle of Britain. August 18, 1940, later known as the Hardest Day, marked one of the most intense and significant days of air combat during the Battle of Britain. On this day, both the RAF and the Luftwaffe suffered heavy losses as they engaged in fierce battles across the skies of southern England. The events that unfolded on this day would demonstrate the tenacity and determination of both sides. The day began with the Luftwaffe launching a series of attacks targeting RAF airfields in southeast England, intending to destroy Fighter Command's operational capabilities. The Germans assembled a large force of more than 700 aircraft, including bombers, fighters, and reconnaissance planes, which were organized into several waves of attacks. 
the primary targets were RAF Kenley, Biggin Hill, and other key airfields in the region. As the first wave of German bombers approached the coast, they were detected by the British Chain Home Radar Network. The information was relayed to Fighter Command, which scrambled several squadrons of Spitfires and Hurricanes to intercept the enemy formations. The RAF pilots faced a daunting challenge, as they were heavily outnumbered by the German forces. The air battles that ensued were fierce and relentless. The skies above southern England were filled with swarming aircraft, twisting and turning in desperate dogfights as they tried to outmaneuver and shoot down their adversaries. Both sides displayed exceptional skill and bravery, with pilots pushing themselves and their aircraft to the limit. The RAF's ground crews also played a crucial role on this day, working tirelessly to repair and refuel aircraft, reload ammunition, and patch up damaged planes. Their efforts ensured that the RAF fighters could the RAF's heroic stand against overwhelming odds during the Battle of Britain has become one of the most celebrated moments in military history. Despite facing a larger and more experienced enemy force, the RAF pilots and ground crews demonstrated unwavering courage, determination, and skill as they fought off the massive Luftwaffe assault aimed at achieving air superiority over Britain. The Luftwaffe, led by Hermann Göring, launched a relentless air campaign in the summer of 1940, intending to destroy the RAF and pave the way for a German invasion of Britain, codenamed Operation Sea Lion. The RAF was outnumbered, as the Luftwaffe boasted more than 2,500 operational aircraft, while the British had only around 600 serviceable fighters at their disposal. The odds were stacked against the RAF, but they possessed several key advantages. First, the British pilots were fighting to defend their homeland, which instilled in them an immense sense of determination and resolve. Second, the RAF had the benefit of the groundbreaking chain home radar system, which enabled early detection of incoming Luftwaffe attacks and allowed British fighters to be scrambled in time to intercept the enemy. Third, the leadership of key figures such as Air Chief Marshal Sir Hugh Dowding, who implemented an effective air defense strategy, played a crucial role in organizing the RAF's efforts. The RAF pilots, flying iconic aircraft such as the Supermarine Spitfire and the Hawker Hurricane, engaged in ferocious dogfights with the German Messerschmitt Bf-109s and Bf-110s. These aerial duels were intense, high-speed battles that required extraordinary skill, courage, and split-second decision-making. Despite being outnumbered, the RAF pilots inflicted heavy losses on the Luftwaffe, earning them the nickname The Few, a term coined by Prime Minister Winston Churchill in his famous speech, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. Throughout the summer and autumn of 1940, the RAF held firm against the Luftwaffe's relentless onslaught. The ground crews, often working under dangerous conditions and with limited resources, played a critical role in keeping the RAF operational. Their tireless efforts to repair, refuel, and rearm the British aircraft enabled the pilots to continue their valiant defense of the skies over Britain. The RAF's heroic stand against the overwhelming odds ultimately proved successful. Unable to achieve air superiority, 
The Luftwaffe's bombing campaign shifted focus to civilian targets in a futile attempt to break the British people's morale. This strategic error allowed the RAF to regroup, rebuild, and continue to wear down the German forces. Eventually, the Luftwaffe was forced to scale back its operations, and Operation Sea Lion was postponed indefinitely. The RAF's defense during the Battle of Britain remains a testament to the power of courage, determination, and ingenuity in the face of overwhelming adversity. Their actions not only protected Britain from invasion but also marked a turning point in World War II, demonstrating that the seemingly unstoppable German war machine could be resisted and defeated. Douglas Bader was a legendary RAF pilot and inspirational leader who became one of the most celebrated figures of the Battle of Britain. Born in London on February 21, 1910, Bader joined the RAF in 1928 and quickly established himself as an exceptionally talented and daring pilot. However, his life took a dramatic turn on December 14, 1931, when he lost both legs in a flying accident while performing an unauthorized low-level aerobatic maneuver. Despite the severity of his injuries, Bader remained undaunted and displayed remarkable resilience and determination in overcoming the challenges that lay ahead. Following the accident, Bader was fitted with artificial legs, and he dedicated himself to learning how to walk, drive, and eventually fly again. His incredible perseverance and indomitable spirit led him to be reinstated as a pilot in the RAF, just in time for the outbreak of World War II. Bader's return to the skies was nothing short of extraordinary, and he quickly proved that his disability would not hinder his ability to excel as a fighter pilot. As the Battle of Britain began, Bader was assigned to No. 19 Squadron and later took command of No. 242 Squadron, which consisted mainly of pilots who had suffered heavy losses during the Battle of France. Bader's leadership skills, courage, and determination had an immediate impact on the squadron's morale, and they quickly developed a reputation as a formidable fighting force. Under Bader's command, no. 242 Squadron played a crucial role in the Battle of Britain, engaging in numerous aerial duels with the Luftwaffe and inflicting heavy losses on the enemy. Bader's personal tally of enemy aircraft shot down rose steadily, and he quickly became one of the RAF's top scoring aces. His exploits were celebrated in the British press, and he became a symbol of defiance and resilience against the seemingly unstoppable German war machine. Douglas Bader's remarkable story of overcoming adversity and leading his squadron to victory during the Battle of Britain serves as an enduring testament to the power of determination, courage, and the human spirit. His achievements in the face of overwhelming challenges continue to inspire generations and stand as a shining example of the extraordinary feats that can be accomplished when one refuses to accept defeat. The Air Transport Auxiliary, called ATA for short, was a civilian organization that played a crucial role in the Battle of Britain, with women pilots making significant contributions to its success. Formed in 1939, the ATA was responsible for ferrying new, repaired, and damaged military aircraft between factories, assembly plants, maintenance units, and active RAF bases. 
This vital service freed up RAF pilots for combat duties and ensured that operational squadrons received a constant supply of aircraft. While initially composed of male pilots, the ATA soon recognized the need for additional personnel and opened its doors to women pilots in 1940. This progressive move allowed skilled and experienced women aviators to contribute directly to the war effort. The women pilots of the ATA, known as Attagirls, came from diverse backgrounds, including experienced aviators, flight instructors, and women who had obtained their pilots' licenses for leisure flying before the war. These women pilots faced numerous challenges, including flying unfamiliar aircraft, navigating without the aid of radios, and flying in all weather conditions without the benefit of advanced instrumentation. They often flew solo, relying on their skills and resourcefulness to complete their missions safely. Despite the risks and dangers they faced, the Attagirls demonstrated unwavering commitment and determination in their vital roles. Some notable women pilots of the ATA include Pauline Gower, who was appointed as the commander of the ATA Women's Section and was responsible for recruiting and managing the female pilots. Under Gower's leadership, the Women's Section grew to include more than 160 pilots, making a significant impact on the war effort. Amy Johnson was a pioneering aviator who gained fame for her record-breaking solo flights in the 1930s. Johnson joined the ATA and flew various types of military aircraft. Tragically, she died in a flying accident in 1941 while serving with the ATA. Lettuce Curtis, who was one of the first women to join the ATA. She became the first woman to pilot a four-engine bomber and flew over 1,500 aircraft of various types throughout the war, displaying exceptional skill and courage. Mary Ellis was another skilled pilot. Ellis delivered over 1,000 aircraft of 76 different types during her time with the ATA. Her remarkable feats included flying the formidable Spitfire fighter and the Wellington bomber. The women pilots of the Air Transport Auxiliary made invaluable contributions to the Battle of Britain and the broader war effort. Their courage, skill, and determination helped keep the RAF supplied with the aircraft needed to defend the nation, and their achievements continue to serve as an inspiring example of the essential role women played during World War II. The dangerous missions undertaken by the pilots of the Air Transport Auxiliary, both men and women, played a crucial role in supporting the war effort during the Battle of Britain and throughout World War II. These pilots were tasked with ferrying aircraft, supplies, and personnel across the country, often under extremely challenging conditions. One of the primary duties of ATA pilots was to deliver newly manufactured. The delivery of supplies and personnel was another essential aspect of the ATA's mission. They transported vital equipment, spare parts, and maintenance crews to keep the RAF's aircraft operational. ATA pilots also carried military personnel, including high-ranking officers and government officials, to various locations across the country. Despite the many dangers they faced, the ATA pilots displayed remarkable skill, courage, and determination in carrying out their missions. Their invaluable contributions to the war effort ensured that the RAF remained well-supplied and prepared to defend the nation during the Battle of Britain and beyond.
The dedication and bravery of these men and women, including the pioneering Attagirls, continue to serve as an inspiring example of the vital roles that civilians played in supporting the armed forces during World War II. Despite their exceptional skills and commitment to the war effort, the women pilots of the Air Transport Auxiliary, ATA, faced significant prejudice and skepticism in the male-dominated environment of military aviation. The inclusion of women in the ATA was a progressive move for the time, but it was not universally embraced. Many people, both within the military and the public, held traditional views about the role of women in society and doubted their ability to perform such demanding tasks. Some of the prejudices the women pilots faced included doubt over their capabilities. There was skepticism about whether women could handle the physical and mental demands of flying various types of military aircraft, especially in the challenging conditions that wartime flying often presented. These doubts persisted despite the fact that many of the women pilots were highly experienced aviators who had already demonstrated their skills and competence. Women pilots also faced discrimination in pay and rank. Initially, women pilots in the ATA were paid less than their male counterparts, reflecting the gender pay gap that was prevalent at the time. In response to protests by the women pilots, their pay was eventually equalized with that of the men. However, women pilots were not granted military ranks or commissions, which limited their opportunities for career advancement and recognition within the organization. Women pilots also had to deal with resistance from male colleagues. Some male pilots and ground crew members were initially reluctant to accept women pilots as equals, treating them with condescension or even hostility. Women pilots had to work hard to gain the respect and acceptance of their male colleagues by consistently demonstrating their skills, competence, and dedication to the mission. Despite facing these challenges, the women pilots of the ATA were determined to prove their worth and make meaningful contributions to the war effort. They consistently demonstrated their skills, courage, and commitment, eventually earning the respect and admiration of their male colleagues and the public. Their success in overcoming prejudice and breaking down barriers paved the way for future generations of women in aviation and the military. The determination and achievements of the ATA's women pilots stand as a testament to the power of perseverance and the importance of challenging societal norms and stereotypes. Their legacy continues to inspire and empower women in traditionally male-dominated fields, reminding us all that skill, courage, and dedication know no gender boundaries. In the late stages of the Battle of Britain, with the RAF proving a far more formidable opponent than expected, the Luftwaffe launched a series of desperate attempts to break British resistance. As the summer of 1940 turned into autumn, the German High Command shifted its strategy in a last-ditch effort to secure victory. Hermann Göring, the commander-in-chief of the Luftwaffe, ordered the focus of the attacks to change from the RAF's airfields and infrastructure to major British cities, with London becoming the primary target. This new phase of the battle, which began on September 7, 1940, came to be known as the Blitz. The Luftwaffe's aim was twofold. Firstly, by concentrating their attacks on civilian areas, they hoped to destroy British morale, forcing the government to sue for peace. Secondly, 
they believed that by provoking large-scale aerial battles over London, they could finally inflict the catastrophic losses on fighter command that had eluded them thus far. Night after night, waves of German bombers guided by the fires of the previous raids and moonlight filled the skies over London, dropping tons of explosives and incendiary bombs. Other major cities, including Coventry, Liverpool, and Birmingham, were also targeted. On the ground, the British population endured with a combination of terror, courage, and stoicism. Emergency services fought the flames, civil defense volunteers worked to rescue those trapped in the rubble, and families huddled together in makeshift shelters or the underground tube stations, listening to the haunting drone of the German bomber engines and the echoing blasts of anti-aircraft fire. In the air, the RAF's night fighters, guided by ground-based radar and their own airborne radar sets, sought to intercept the bombers, but initially, they found it difficult to deal with the sheer scale of the attacks. However, as the weeks passed, improvements in technology, tactics, and training began to increase their effectiveness, and the Luftwaffe's losses began to mount. Despite the Luftwaffe's relentless bombing campaign, British resistance did not break. Instead, the Blitz served to galvanize the British people's determination to withstand the German onslaught, their Blitz spirit becoming a source of inspiration for the free world. Simultaneously, the shift of German bombing to British cities allowed the RAF to recover and rebuild its strength, giving them the opportunity to take the offensive in the skies over Britain. In the end, the Luftwaffe's last-ditch attempts to break British resistance only served to seal its own defeat in the Battle of Britain. The final days of the Battle of Britain were marked by a series of intense and dramatic confrontations as the RAF and the Luftwaffe engaged in a desperate struggle for aerial supremacy over the skies of England. By mid-September 1940, the Luftwaffe was committed to an all-out assault with the goal of delivering the knockout blow that would pave the way for the German invasion, Operation Sea Lion. Their target, London. On September 15, the day that would later be commemorated as Battle of Britain Day, the Luftwaffe launched its largest and most concentrated attack on London. Over 1,500 aircraft took to the skies, a massive fleet of bombers escorted by swarms of fighter planes. In response, the RAF scrambled every available fighter squadron, Spitfires and Hurricanes lifting into the sky to face the German onslaught. It was the biggest aerial battle day of the entire campaign. RAF Fighter Command's control rooms buzzed with activity, radar operators tracking the waves of incoming German aircraft, while controllers guided their fighter squadrons towards the enemy formations. The skies over London became a battlefield, a chaotic ballet of swirling and diving aircraft. Tracer bullets streaked across the sky and the drone of engines was punctuated by the sharp rattle of machine gun fire and the harsher bark of cannon. The RAF pilots, their eyes scanning the skies for enemy aircraft, flung their spitfires and hurricanes into the fight with a desperate fury. The dogfights were vicious and unrelenting. Aircraft spiraled and twisted in the sky, pilots pushing their machines and themselves to the limit. Despite being outnumbered, the RAF pilots held their own, their skill, courage, 
and the superior maneuverability of their aircraft enabling them to break up the German formations and inflict heavy losses on the enemy. Meanwhile, on the ground, the British population watched the aerial drama unfolding above them. The contrails left by the fighter planes crisscrossed the sky, providing a stark visual reminder of the life and death struggle taking place overhead. Even as the sounds of battle echoed over London, the spirit of the British people remained unbroken. By the end of the day, the RAF had won a decisive victory. German losses were so heavy that Hitler was forced to postpone and eventually cancel Operation Sea Lion, marking a crucial turning point in the Battle of Britain in World War II. The RAF's brave stand against the Luftwaffe had saved Britain from invasion and turned the tide of the war in favor of the Allies. The final confrontations between the RAF and the Luftwaffe were marked by heroism, sacrifice, and determination. It was the RAF's finest hour, a testament to the courage and resilience of the few who defended their homeland against overwhelming odds. The Battle of Britain was a costly struggle, exacting a significant toll in both human lives and material resources. On the human side, the cost in aircraft was also significant. The RAF lost about 1,023 aircraft, including both fighters and bombers. The Luftwaffe, meanwhile, lost nearly 1,887 aircraft, demonstrating the efficacy of the British defenses. On the ground, the toll was likewise high. German bombing killed approximately 40,000 civilians and injured another 46,000, while also causing extensive damage to buildings and infrastructure. London bore the brunt of these attacks, but many other cities were heavily bombed as well including Liverpool, Birmingham, and Coventry. The material damage ran into the billions of pounds. However, the cost of the Battle of Britain cannot be measured in human lives and material loss alone. The psychological impact on the British population was significant. The relentless bombing raids, the destruction of homes and landmarks, and the daily threat of invasion instilled a deep-seated fear and anxiety that endured long after the battle had ended. Nevertheless, in spite of these costs, the Battle of Britain also served to galvanize the British people. The courage of the RAF pilots, known as the few, and the resilience of civilians under bombardment fostered a defiant blitz spirit. The successful defense of Britain marked a critical turning point in World War II providing a beacon of hope in a dark time and proving to the world that the Axis powers could be resisted and eventually defeated. The victory of the RAF in the Battle of Britain fundamentally altered the trajectory of World War II and boosted the morale of the British populace, leaving an enduring impact that resonated well beyond the borders of Britain. Perhaps the most immediate effect was the thwarting of Hitler's plans for invasion. The proposed Operation Sea Lion was indefinitely postponed, marking the first major check to Nazi Germany's hitherto relentless expansion. The fact that Britain could not only withstand but also repel the Luftwaffe was a profound demonstration that Hitler's forces were not invincible. Britain, as a result, remained a free and potent base for continued resistance against the Axis powers. On the home front, the victory was more than a military success it was a morale triumph. Despite the shadow of a formidable enemy, the British people had resisted and survived. 
the RAF pilots, soon known as the few, became symbols of courage and defiance, their bravery uplifting the spirits of people across the nation. From a broader perspective, the Battle of Britain marked a shift in the momentum of the war. The Luftwaffe's inability to secure air supremacy over Britain and its heavy losses had strategic implications. Resources were stretched thin, attention was diverted, and Hitler was forced to reconsider his tactics. His gaze shifted east towards the Soviet Union, setting the stage for a dramatic escalation on the Eastern Front. Internationally, the implications were equally significant. Observing Britain's tenacity and Hitler's resultant vulnerability, the United States and other countries were more encouraged to support Britain. President Roosevelt's Lend-Lease program was a crucial lifeline, providing necessary supplies and fostering a stronger alliance between the nations, even before the official entry of the U.S. into the war after the Pearl Harbor attack in December 1941. The Battle of Britain also acted as a catalyst for technological and strategic advancements. The battle highlighted the value of technologies like radar, which played a critical role in Britain's air defense and would continue to be instrumental throughout the war. For the British people, the memory of the Battle of Britain and the subsequent Blitz created an enduring ethos of resilience and unity, known as the Blitz spirit. This collective stoicism in the face of adversity fueled Britain's ability to withstand the hardships of the prolonged war. In sum, the Battle of Britain was not just a battle for air supremacy, it was a turning point that marked a victory of resilience over terror and determination over fear. It served as a beacon of hope in a dark time, and it helped set the stage for the ultimate defeat of Nazi Germany. The Battle of Britain had profound implications on the strategic planning of both the Allies and the Axis powers, fundamentally reshaping their military tactics, plans, and perspectives for the rest of World War II. For the Allies, the Battle of Britain confirmed the importance of air supremacy in modern warfare. This understanding informed their strategies in subsequent campaigns. They recognized that control of the air could dictate the outcome of ground operations and could prevent or facilitate invasions. Therefore, considerable resources were committed to developing and maintaining strong air forces. This would be evident in later operations such as the bombing campaign against Germany and the D-Day invasion, where air supremacy played a crucial role. In terms of defense, the importance of radar technology was underscored during the battle. Radar provided early warning of incoming attacks, allowing for a more efficient use of resources and enabling quick response times. This technology was subsequently integrated extensively into the Allies' defensive strategies. From a strategic standpoint, Britain's successful resistance meant that the country remained a significant threat to Germany and a vital base for the Allies. It would be from Britain that the liberation of Western Europe would be launched in 1944. The victory also boosted morale and fostered hope among the Allied nations, which strengthened their resolve and unity. For the Axis, the Battle of Britain revealed the limitations of the Luftwaffe and led to a reassessment of its capabilities. Hitler's belief that air power alone could force Britain into surrender was proven wrong. The battle also exposed the logistical challenges of maintaining a sustained air campaign across the English Channel. 
These learnings influenced the German approach to later conflicts, particularly on the Eastern Front against the Soviet Union. Strategically, the failure to subdue Britain forced Germany to fight a multi-front war, stretching its military resources and complicating strategic planning. Operation Sea Lion, the planned invasion of Britain, was indefinitely postponed, and Hitler shifted his focus eastward towards the Soviet Union. Furthermore, the losses suffered by the Luftwaffe during the Battle of Britain both in terms of pilots and aircraft weakened its overall strength. This affected German air power in subsequent years and was a setback in their strategic planning. In essence, the Battle of Britain represented a strategic turning point in World War II, reshaping the strategies and plans of both the Allies and the Axis powers. It changed perceptions about air power, highlighted the importance of technology in warfare, and had a far-reaching impact on the subsequent course of the war. The Battle of Britain occupies an enduring place in history and collective memory, a symbol of courage, resilience, and defiance in the face of overwhelming odds. Its significance transcends military history, offering enduring lessons in human courage and determination. At the heart of the battle's significance are the men and women who became known as the few, the pilots and ground crew of the Royal Air Force and their allies. Outnumbered and facing a seemingly unstoppable enemy, they stood their ground, defending their homeland with extraordinary bravery. Their actions under such intense pressure have become a symbol of indomitable courage and a testament to human resilience. The phrase the few comes from Winston Churchill's famous speech, where he said, Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. This phrase has echoed through the decades, encapsulating the enormous debt of gratitude owed to those who risked, and often gave, their lives in the battle. It's a reminder of the value of every individual in the face of great adversity. Moreover, the Battle of Britain represents a turning point not just in World War II, but in the course of human history. It was the first major defeat for the Nazis and a powerful demonstration that they could be resisted. The battle stands as a testament to the power of unity, determination, and resolve against forces of oppression and destruction. It showed that moral courage, combined with tactical and technological innovation, could prevail against seemingly insurmountable odds. Beyond the military aspect, the Battle of Britain also had a profound impact on the civilian population. It gave rise to the Blitz spirit, a term symbolizing the resilience, unity, and defiance of the British public amid the terror of the air raids. The spirit of determination, community, and resilience in the face of hardship and adversity continues to resonate and inspire. Finally, the Battle of Britain continues to hold significance in the present day as a reminder of the importance of international cooperation in the face of global threats. The, the tales of their dogfights, their resilience, and their camaraderie have been passed down through generations, inspiring countless individuals. These stories are not only of epic battles and military strategy but also of personal courage and the human capacity to endure under extraordinary circumstances. The pilots' contributions went beyond their direct impact on the battle. The defense strategies they employed under the guidance of leaders such as Air Chief Marshal Hugh Dowding, their use of emerging technologies like radar, 
and their reliance on cohesive teamwork and meticulous planning all played crucial roles in the outcome of the Battle of Britain and have since shaped the development of modern air defense systems and strategies worldwide. Moreover, the cultural and symbolic legacy of these pilots is profound. In Britain, they are commemorated each year on Battle of Britain Day, a national day of remembrance that honors their sacrifice and valor. The RAF pilots of the Battle of Britain serve as enduring symbols of national pride and resilience, embodying the Blitz spirit that helped Britain and its people withstand the onslaught. In the wider global context, the legacy of these pilots is a testament to international cooperation. The RAF was joined by pilots from around the world, from Poland, Czechoslovakia, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and other nations, united in a common cause. This diverse, multinational group of brave individuals exemplified the power of unity against a shared threat, a lesson that continues to resonate in our increasingly interconnected world. The legacy of the RAF pilots who fought in the Battle of Britain endures, serving as a beacon of courage, unity, and resilience. Their story continues to inspire, reminding us of the heights human bravery can reach when defending freedom and peace. The Battle of Britain had far-reaching effects on British aviation, military strategy, and technology, shaping the development and deployment of these areas in significant ways. The battle underscored the critical role of air power in modern warfare. The outcome of the battle hinged largely on the performance and capabilities of the Royal Air Force, highlighting the importance of maintaining a strong, modern air force. In the wake of the battle, significant resources were dedicated to further strengthening the RAF and advancing aircraft technology, leading to the development of more effective fighters and bombers. The lessons learned during the Battle of Britain deeply influenced British military strategy. It highlighted the need for a robust, integrated air defense system, leading to the further development of strategies that focused on coordinated efforts between radar stations anti-aircraft guns, searchlights, and fighter planes. The battle also proved the importance of flexible and quick response to enemy tactics, underlining the value of adaptability in military strategy. The battle also brought to light the strategic importance of technological superiority in modern warfare. Radar technology, in particular, proved to be a game-changer. It provided the RAF with early warning of incoming Luftwaffe raids, allowing them to effectively allocate their resources. Post-battle, radar technology was further developed and integrated into British military strategy. Additionally, the Battle of Britain led to improvements in aircraft design and the development of more powerful, reliable engines. The role of intelligence, facilitated by technologies such as code-breaking machines, also gained heightened recognition. The battle also contributed to the broader development of technological innovation in Britain. The pressing need for advanced weapons and equipment during the war stimulated research and development in areas such as jet engines, rockets, and computing. Many of these developments had far-reaching implications beyond the military, shaping the post-war world in significant ways. In sum, the Battle of Britain had a profound influence on British aviation, military strategy, and technology, shaping their development in ways that continue to be felt.
the lessons from the battle underscored the importance of constant innovation, preparedness, and adaptability, principles that continue to guide British military strategy and technological advancement. The Battle of Britain is commemorated every year in the United Kingdom with a series of events that pay tribute to the bravery and sacrifice of the few the pilots and ground crews of the RAF and their allies who defended the nation against the Luftwaffe in 1940. September 15 is officially recognized as Battle of Britain Day, marking the date in 1940 when the RAF effectively thwarted a massive wave of German attacks. On this day, ceremonies, flypasts by vintage and modern RAF aircraft, and other events take place throughout the UK. Key events often take place in London and at the National Battle of Britain Memorial in Capel Lufern, Kent. On August 20th, the day Winston Churchill delivered his famous Never Was So Much Owed by So Many to So Few speech to the House of Commons, events are held to commemorate his words that paid tribute to the bravery of the RAF pilots. Various memorial services are held in cathedrals, churches, and chapels across the country, including the annual service at Westminster Abbey in London. During these services, veterans, their families, and members of the public come together to remember and honor the few. The RAF and other air organizations often host air shows featuring vintage World War II aircraft, including the iconic Spitfires and Hurricanes. These events allow the public to see the planes flown by the few and to remember their heroic efforts. Museums such as the Imperial War Museum and the RAF Museum host special exhibitions that explore the history and legacy of the Battle of Britain. Educational events and workshops are also held to help younger generations understand the significance of the battle. The Battle of Britain Memorial Flight is a special fleet of vintage RAF aircraft that is maintained by the RAF in flying condition. These aircraft, which include Spitfires, Hurricanes, and a Lancaster bomber, perform at air shows and flypasts throughout the year, serving as living memorials to the few. Through these events and others, the bravery and sacrifice of the few continue to be honored ensuring that their legacy lives on in the hearts and minds of the British people and beyond. As we close this exploration of the Battle of Britain, we are reminded of the indomitable spirit, unshakable courage, and indefatigable determination that marked this pivotal period in history. The men and women of the Royal Air Force, the ground crews, the intelligence officers, and countless others worked together, defying overwhelming odds to protect their homeland. Their efforts, their sacrifices, and their victories stand as testament to the resilience and fortitude of a nation under threat. We are called to remember the lessons of the Battle of Britain, lessons of unity and strength in the face of adversity, lessons of resourcefulness and innovation in times of need, and lessons of courage and sacrifice for the greater good. In remembering, we do more than pay tribute to the heroes of the past. We draw on the legacy to inspire our actions in the present and guide our steps into the future. The Battle of Britain stands as a beacon of resilience and determination against insurmountable odds. Today, as we navigate our own challenges, may we call upon the spirit of the few and find within us the courage to face our own battles with the same valor, determination, and unwavering belief in the cause of freedom and justice. Let us honor the memory of the brave pilots and crews who defended Britain's skies, 
not only through our words, but also through our deeds. Let their bravery inspire our own courage, let their sacrifice inform our gratitude, and let their legacy shape our future. In the words of Winston Churchill, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. As we look back on the Battle of Britain, let us ensure that this debt is not forgotten but is carried forward in our memories, in our actions, and in our commitment to a world of peace, freedom, and justice for all. The battle may be a relic of the past, but its lessons are as pertinent today as they were then. Let us remember, and let us learn. In summary, the Battle of Britain had far-reaching effects on British aviation, military strategy, and technology. The lessons learned from this pivotal conflict shaped the nation's approach to defense and innovation, leading to advancements in aircraft design, radar systems, intelligence gathering, and military strategy. The battle's legacy also contributed to the formation of international defense alliances and emphasized the importance of collective security in preserving peace and stability in Europe and beyond. As we reflect upon the Battle of Britain and the extraordinary heroism of the few, it is our duty to remember the lessons and sacrifices of those who courageously defied.